T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That's Ian Happ after a big, big home run last night in a game that moved fast. And uh, finished with a little drama there at the end. I am Matt Spiegel. Welcome in to The Score on your Saturday morning. It's inside the clubhouse. I, I'm just joining a, a venerable, established show. You say vulnerable? Venerable with uh, with the mighty Bruce Levine right here. Bruce Levine. Matt, uh, welcome in as my new co-host on Inside the Clubhouse. Everybody knows this is your baseball show 52 weeks out of the year. Seven, uh, 50, 52 weeks out of the year, rather, and every Saturday from 9 to 11. I'm just happy to have you as a co-host, knowing uh, your experience here at The Score, your love for the game of baseball, and uh, the fun that we're going to have here every Saturday, taking uh, playoff baseball into the postseason, all the Cub games here on The Score. It's going to be a lot of fun. And welcome in, and let's get going and rolling. Uh, yesterday... What a game. What a finish. We just heard Ian Happ talk about hitting his first uh, home run in a long time in an 0 for 14 at that spot. Mm-hmm. And you could see it if you uh, saw some of the highlights of it, and even just on the body language uh, of the guys, that the morale inside the dugout was helped by that home run a little bit. Yeah, they needed that. They, they, they need a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, uh, well, you know, again, we'll, we'll hear from Anthony Rizzo talking about how they keep it loose. We'll hear Joe Madden talking about his decision-making and all the social media he's had to deal with. And by the way, Matt. Yes, sir. Inside the Clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's, your home for the holidays and the best food in Chicagoland in Northbrook. Get your Yum Kipper breakfast order in by today at maxandbenny's.com in Northbrook. Fall meetings and parties hosted by Max and Benny's. New party room for all occasions. See 10 to 150. Contact John for your next event at Max and Benny's. Dinners from 4 to 9, seven days a week. Feature the best chicken, brisket, and fresh fish specials each night at Max and Benny's. Max and Benny's has the best deli and bakery, all a part of this unique full-service culinary delight. Lox corned beef, pastrami, smoked sable, Await you at the deli counter 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Benny's in Northbrook. Love you some Chicago Cub baseball. You know, Matt, uh, Cub fans, I think, are pretty spoiled at this point. Uh, the drama of having to try to win a division at the end, um, the idea that they could be the division winner, the wild card winner, out of it all together, all floats through the brain of that Cub fan on a day-to-day basis now with all the trials and tribulations they've been through. Absolutely beautiful night at the ballpark last night. Was there, Bruce, um, with uh, my wife, who's a diehard meatball Cub fan. And and as we're there standing in the ninth inning in this this beautiful, gorgeous night, and the crowd is trying to kind of sheepishly stand up for two-strike counts and cheer on the closer in quotes it's jorge de la rosa and you're sitting here wondering how the hell did we get here you think he was wondering the same thing probably 426 uh pitching 
uh, outings for him without a save. First save. How about Jaime yeah. Garcia yeah. is the guy who mows down three, four, and five. Looked awesome doing it in the eighth inning. And I'm actually out there thinking, man, I wish they would have kept in Jaime Garcia. Just And I was thinking that before I saw De La Rosa, like maybe let him go a couple innings. But think about these options, where we are and what we are discussing from a right. big market behemoth that the Cubs are, an absolutely loaded roster, incredible bullpen depth we've talked about all year, and now all of a sudden – I mean, De La Rosa was DFA'd by Arizona on July 31st, flat out released on August 4th, sat on a couch for five days before the Cubs signed him. Um, Garcia cut by the Blue Jays on the 29th, signed by the Cubs on the 31st, and these are your two guys finishing a game at this point in the year. Is it a Cub uniform, Matt, or a Superman out of outfit? You tell me what it is. If they put the uniform on, is it like... Is it now like the Cub uniform? Is it now like the Red Sox uniform where you get a different level of performance You're of expectations from the guys that put the uniform well, on? Well, you know, Bruce, I firmly believe that, you know, all of a sudden being in games that matter, if you have any substance to your baseball character, of course the level of your play climbs forward. Look at Cole Hamels. Look at, obviously, Verlander last year. But De La Rosa has been pitching great. And, you know, and Jesse Chavez, here we are. That's right. I'm on a good team. Let's go. Let me give you the very best I have. If you're worth your salt as a baseball player, you're going to step forward. Well, Epstein and Hoyer do a great job, along with their scouts, of finding the players that can handle the pressure. 312-644-6767. He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Bruce Levine. It's Inside the Clubhouse, here for you every Saturday. We take your calls, all things baseball, Sox fans, don't be shy. We're there for you as well. We will talk Cub baseball. My good friend Ozzy Guillen just uh, sent me a voicemail saying, hey, get the show on. I'm ready to hear some baseball talk. So, <laughs> there, you go. so there you go, Ozzy. Shout out to you and uh, to all you Cubs and Sox fans. We're here for you again at 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 67011. He'll read all that's worthy on the uh, air. You know, Bruce, I, I like watching a wide-open bullpen. Um, I think it's entertaining. I think too often managers get sucked into, like, here's the seventh guy, the eighth guy, the ninth inning guy. If you don't have those horses, then you really should be a bit more flexible. Joe Madden, I think, has done a great job uh, this year in, with that this kind of trouble he's had without Brandon Morrow. And the template has always been the 2008 Rays for me, who – who made it to the World Series after Troy Percival went down. They had six different guys, including Percival, that got a save. Right. Well, last night, Jorge De La Rosa is the seventh Cub. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's an amazing stat that you bring up. And, it, and, it's, and it's interesting from the perspective of going back to do the Cubs, does the Cubs uniform, does the Cubs aura, do the, does the Cubs organization make you a better player once you get out there are the expectations high so high that you can perform up to that level now most people say Levine you're an idiot and they'll, they'll say it on many more occasions than just this but you, you can you perf- I've, I've never can, said it we're only you, eight minutes into our partnership yeah, well give it some time okay you have uh only certain limitations as an athlete but can you reach a higher level by expectations from a situation, from uh, the people that are around you that give you support. I can tell you, having been in championship locker rooms and in in those areas, that there is a different aura, a different expectation, and a different uh, 
relaxed uh, relaxed mode, but still in the, the moment of uh, c- competition that you find in those clubhouses. When you come into a, a Cubs clubhouse, you find Rizzo at one locker. You find Hayward at another. You find John Lester. You now find ha- Hamels. You find guys that have won championships. You guys that, guys that have been through championship runs. You find uh, people who uh, understand it. Believe it or not, Pedro Strope was one of the main leaders without on this team. That's a great personality with, that a lot of guys rallied with, behind. Matt, without question, uh, he will be missed from the perspective of being on the field, but uh, his leadership in that clubhouse is huge. So my point is you go from locker to locker to locker, and a Chavez comes in or a De La Rosa comes in or um, you know any number of these other guys that have come up from the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Do you automatically get to a point where you are more attentive, that are you, you are working harder to get the most out of your ability? I don't know. I've never performed at that level, so I don't know if that's a possibility. But what I see is that relaxed confidence uh, and, and peaked energy that you get from being in championship team locker rooms and I see that with the Cubs over the last three and a half years. I think I think you're on it, uh, Bruce, because this is, you know, it, it's these are people. These are people, and when the guys who are really good are also really loose and really fun, and just just calm, that kind of effect can 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 have massive massive benefits. Um, I've always likened it to a to a band in, in just a couple of ways. It, it, like when you play with musicians who are better than you. Bruce, like you, you, all of a sudden you step in right. and like, oh my God, these guys are great. What the hell am I doing here? If they are going to be so cool, because this is part of how they got there, that they're like, no, nah, you belong, man. Just enjoy yourself. Just have fun. We're right. going to be great. And then you, your game rises. It just does. So when you play with Epstein and Peter Gammons, uh, your your game has to come up? Well, I'll flip that around probably. Okay. <laughs> little, all, little all right. Well, if we're going to be honest. Let's say if it was Clapton, you're up, up there. Sure. Or any of those guys. But like, you, you do step forward, especially when the vibe is welcoming. I mean, to, get, to use yours, when, when Eddie Vedder you know, played with all of us jamokes at the Hot Stove Cool Music stuff, he was the kindest, most relaxed, you know, welcoming musician, and obviously he's just, great. Just but the guy from Evanston playing just his a guitar. dude, yeah. just a dude. But that's you know that that's the way Rizzo is in that clubhouse. That's the way Hayward is in that clubhouse. That's the way John Lester who beat cancer and won two rings, and you know, and and dominated here, winning another ring. It's like that's the way these guys are. It's very welcoming, and they're like, all right, let's go, let's do this together. That's the voice of Matt Spiegel. He's my new co-host on Inside the Clubhouse. We're here for you every Saturday talking Chicago baseball at its very best. Mm. And certainly it can't get more compelling than it has been over the last two weeks. Matt, I have to tell you the truth. Uh, You know, I'm a Chicago fan. Uh, I don't sit and root for either team because I can't do that. I've been a reporter for 40 years, so I can't do that. But I want the Chicago teams to win naturally. Um when I see this compelling last couple of weeks of baseball and I'm getting ready to report and the game starts, it, it is an atmosphere that I embrace as a reporter because I'm able to talk about it on the radio with you, with the other hosts on the show, and be able to write about it on 670thescore.com. And to me, this is this is baseball at its very best. When, when a team like, uh, you know, Pick it up. The Boston Red Sox have a huge lead, and they've already won their division. The American mm-hmm. League, all the division races are already settled. Nationally, there's still eight teams fighting for uh, these spots out there. The Cubs 
Brewers, um, Cardinals, all fighting in the same division for winning the division playoffs. I don't think it can get much more exciting than this. I know the playoffs are fun, but getting there is really the battle. No, we're set up for a really fun couple of weeks in the National League, at least, Bruce, where, as you said, it's it, you've got six teams battling for four spots. Cubs and Brewers, a game and a half apart for the division. Cardinals, four games back of that. They're tied for the second wild card now with the Dodgers. Who and are only a half a game out of their division. Behind the Rockies. Right. And, and three and a half behind the Rockies are the Diamondbacks, who are not dead. But guess what? It's 14 games left for most teams. 15 for the Cubs, 15 for the Rockies. But right. that's it. Time is right now. The loss column is the only column to pay attention to right now. Everybody talks about a half-game lead. There is no half-game uh two weeks from tomorrow when the season ends. It's all about the loss column. The Cubs have a two-game lead on the Brewers. That is it. That's the loss column. That's two games in hand. That's what you keep your eye on. Two games with 15 left. It's a lot of games, especially when you don't go head-to-head. You know, we were talking about, Bruce, the, the vibe last night there in the ballpark as it was – just a mix of terror and hope there in the ninth inning as you're watching who, who Jorge De La Rosa close out the game. And you were asking, you were talking before the show about whether fans are in a panic mode right now, or, you know, the level of comfort that you have in this team with two weeks to go is you're staring a possible, you know, a division title in the face that I've taken, frankly, I I thought was fait accompli for quite a long time here. I still think they're the best team in the National League. I think most every expert that's out there baseball-wise felt the Cubs were uh, clearly the best team in the National League. And as they were composed with a healthy roster, they were. Hmm. And if they continued a healthy roster and they had a closer like Morrow all the way through, they probably have a five or six game lead right now. But that is not the case. They're in survival mode. We want to know what your thoughts are at 312-644-6767, text 67011. Matt, uh, Joe Madden, okay? Fans went nuts with his call on on Strope the other day and why he left him in the game. Strope got hurt. Social media took a uh, tremendous leap at Joe. Your thoughts? Well, I understand leaving Strope in to pitch very much after uh, after all the problems there has been, and he, he's got a couple of guys who we want Strope to face. Um, and what what's challenging about the situation? Twenty one pitches, so he still has bullets. No problem. No problem sending Strope up to the plate. I have no problem with that. The 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 challenging part of the situation that Strope's a real good hitter. He's actually like he, he's got good swings, and he was trying to do some damage. And then, of course, the competitiveness of of the the athlete Strope kicks in when he realizes he might have a chance and at getting at beating it out. So he stretches out and stretches the hamstring. I was hoping that Pedro Strope would stand there with the bat on his shoulder and not swing. And I liken it to when your quarterback throws an interception and we saw Jay Cutler get hurt on an interception years and years ago. And more times often than not now, you'll see a quarterback just kind of slowly sort of jog and make sure he stays out of harm's way. You're too important. And with 16 games left at that point for the Chicago Cubs, Pedro Strope is too important 
to put out there in harm's way. You have an insurance run right sitting there. You already said he's a good hitter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so so your way or the way they went with him trying, he hits a bullet hey, it's, and then tries to pick it up, blows his hammy out. He's out for the rest of the year. It's not Madden style to coach scared, to manage scared. It's not no. this team's and, way to and, play scared. So maybe you don't send him up there in and that our, sense. And Matt, are baseball athletes truly athletes? Or are they in the sense of pitchers and relievers? Uh, pretty much guys that uh, have specialties and have to stay within that to be able to stay on the field. Well, that's certainly the way for a guy like Strope who doesn't get a chance to hit very much and gets a chance to run even less than that. So I, I that that's why I think you got to take the bat out of his hands, either literally or just conversationally tell him to not swing it. You'll hear from Joe Madden coming up. Uh, all of you f- people on the on the line, hold on. People that want to talk to us, 312-644-6767. We'll hear from Jim Deshays from Cubs TV. We'll also hear from Steve Ciszek to tell us the real state of that bullpen. Marty Brenneman will be joining us to talk some baseball, all a part of Inside the Clubhouse. It's 670 The Score. Bruce Levine knows everybody and has worked for decades to forge the relationships that he has. I'm thrilled to be here with you, Bruce. Um, and Bruce will have uh, injury update information for you on Schwarber, on Hayward, and on Brandon Morrow. We'll be right back on 670 The Score. Welcome back on Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. And Inside the Clubhouse is brought to you by Respect Burgers. All natural frozen Respect Burgers are now available at your local Jewel Osco. Bruce Levine. Last night, we saw a Cubs bullpen that didn't have, obviously, Brandon Morrow. And unavailable were, obviously, Pedro Strope. And also unavailable were Justin Wilson, Steve Ciszek, and Carl Edwards Jr. What about uh, Lee Smith? Was <laughs> Lee Smith not available? Not, not available. Uh, ironically, Doug Jones was available. You could have Doug used Jones, Doug Jones. Yeah, Mitch Rosen was in the pen, ready to go. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it is, it, it is kind of uh, fun and scary for Cub fans all at the same time. To see these names of pitchers that they might have heard of, De La Rosa, if they're a good baseball fan. They certainly have heard of Jaime Garcia, who pitched for the Cardinals for a long time. But they've lost track of where these people were at. Uh, these these guys are released, traded, uh, discarded, uh, picked off the scrap heap by um, Epstein and Hoyer. Uh, because of the fact that they were veterans, because of the fact that they're left-handed, because of the fact that they know they've been successful in big-game situations before, makeup checked out. So it's just not a randomly picking up a guy. It, it's also having a sense of who they were, mm-hmm. who they can be, and how their manager can get the very best out of them. Bullpens are so wacky to begin with, but here we are. There's been moments this year where you're like, all right, Jesse Chavez, I trust him in all sorts of situations, right? Jorge De La Rosa, uh, okay, but he's been really, really good for the most part. And I had that moment watching Jaime Garcia last night because I remember him dominating as a starter, as you said, in St. Louis, having different portions of his career like, oh, my God, look at that dude, and the massive right. arm troubles. But he knows what he's doing, and he rolled through Votto and Scooter Jeanette, and in between especially – a righty, Eugenio Suarez, with massive power, a three-pitch strikeout yeah. with the last one in the dirt. And I'm watching that going, what is to keep Jaime Garcia from impressing Joe Madden right. enough these past couple so, weeks? So you he m- might be important in the playoffs as a lefty. You, you never know. You mentioned a future Hall of Famer in Joey Votto. Right. You mentioned the 
current home run leader in the National League in Suarez. You mentioned the current batting champion in the National League in Jeanette. Jeanette. And he goes through it. I mean, you know, that that inning, people will talk about De La Rosa, but you identified the key inning Mm -hmm. to the game. That's the big spot. And he he rolls through these guys. And Joe chose to go Garcia, and he just dominated the three of them. And I'm like, well, all right. You never know, because it happens all the time. Certain... I shouldn't say all the time, but a lot of years, a, a ball club will suddenly find somebody off the scrap heap that ends up being hugely important. Our friend Jim Deshay is going to join us in a couple minutes, but let's take a call or two, Matt. Uh, the public wants to hear from you, wants to hear from us, wants to air their feelings on Chicago baseball. This is Matt in River North on 670 The Score. Matt, welcome in. How are you? Hey, good morning, fellas. Bruce, got a question for you. It's my philosophy. You, you, you know, if you have guys on your team and you're not comfortable putting them in the game, why are they on the team? And I, I'm thinking, I'd love to see Norwood and Maples get a little bit of a chance because they're power arms. Uh, you know, and let them start with a clean inning, not put them in a high stress situations because they might be valuable if these other guys are hurt right. and they're fresh. Well, Matt, no- Matt yeah, um, Matt and Matt. Both of you. Yes, sir. My take is that time for experimentation is spring training. And uh, there won't be any experimentation from Joe Madden. These guys will be in games when they have to be, like last night. Um, you know, Maples did a good job. Congratulations, got him in there for a third of an inning. But these are desperate moments for where, Speeds, you mentioned the fact that these other guys were not available. He had a whole bullpen that's mm-hmm. not available. He's got two of his main components from the season on the DL. So the desperate uh, times for desperate people, desperate moments. But in reality, um, you're not going to see these guys in high leverage situations, Matt, uh, because of the fact that Joe is not going to experiment with his tenuous lead in the division. Well, and Maples is an interesting one because that slider, it's a wiffle ball slider. It's insane for that at bat with Lorenzo Kane up there in Milwaukee where right. Kane just didn't want any part of it. But it's just that Maples has trouble finding the plate with the fastball and with the other stuff, and what, so what's people the, sit on What's him. the most deflating, worst thing that can happen when you bring in a pitcher for the first time? Uh, Base on balls. Walk, walk, walk. I mean, that is just, it's like, you see, watch the position players when, when a guy walks a guy to lead off the inning. They start walking circles around. They're starting thinking negative things. They're starting mm-hmm. to contemplate. Where am I going with the ball? Everything changes when that walk, when a guy gets on base and has not earned it. You are listening to 670 The Score, bottom of the hour, being brought to you by Northwestern Football. Coach Fitz and Chicago's Big Ten team return to Ryan Field today when they host Akron at 6.30 p.m. Season and single game tickets on sale at nusports.com. We are pleased to be joined by the TV color man for Cubs baseball, our good friend Jim Deshays joins us in Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, boys. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? How was that trip for you and Len and the rest of the crew, including our broadcasters, up and back to Washington? I, I know you didn't have to play the game. You still had to be involved in that event. What was that like? What was the plane ride uh, like up and back? Yeah, it was it was kind of a bizarro. Um, you know, I had hit the pillow around four o'clock in the morning. Get up, grab a coffee, go to the yard, jump on the bus, and come home. It, it felt like a kind of a military strike. You know, a quick in and out operation. Um, you know, Rizzo wore his uni on the plane. That was kind of fun. Uh, players weren't happy about it. Nobody was happy about it. It was just one of those things you had to deal with. 
Uh, huge win uh, because with the malaise that was around the team, having lost the series to Milwaukee, the fact that nobody wanted to go, if you go up there and lose that game, that just compounds that effect. So, uh, all in all, it wasn't horrible. Um, you know, one of those first world problems, but uh, you'd rather not do it. Jim, you know, choosing to have fun with the absurd situation is is a key in baseball, isn't it? Because you're going to be faced with those kind of things over a long year. Sometimes things get ridiculous. And look at these last two games, these high-pressure games with the awkward situations and the time changes and everything. This roster has a bunch of guys who have the correct makeup to deal with these kinds of moments, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, I think it starts with Joe. I think, you know, when he took over and kind of set that tone that we're going to have some fun here, we're going to try to keep it light, uh, we're not going to panic in, in stressful situations. Uh, I think that's a message that just about any manager would deliver and profess to um, believe in, but sometimes their actions wouldn't mirror, you know, the philosophy. So, uh, you know, he tends to, he tends to you know, walk the walk and talk the talk and all that good stuff. Um so yeah, I think it. You know, it's it's um, they've got the right blend. They understand uh, what it takes to get ready to play every day. Again, nobody was happy about it. Um, if they tell you otherwise, they're making it up. Um, but you got to go play. I mean, that's, that's, that's you have no option. Here, here was Rizzo the other night, who said the uniform was smelly. Uh, that Chris Bryant moved. I don't know if you noticed it as you walked by, uh, Jim. But and then Avi Javi Baez obviously joined up. But Rizzo was asked about being a player twenty four seven this time of the year. So that that's the question, Jim. Did you ever wear communion slacks on a field as you pitched? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never did. I never, I never had the opportunity. I, I don't remember that. Uh, okay. I'd be curious how, what, how what far? circumstances led to that. Yeah. Riz must have forgot his uniform and had to go right from church how, to the ballpark. Exactly. Yeah, Jim. Uh, how how far does uh, does a leader like uh, Rizzo, who can lighten the moment, take this team? Yeah, it, it's hard to know. You know, those are those kind of intangible things we talk about all the time. Uh, you know, things like chemistry and leadership, um, it matters, but it's very difficult to quantify. Um, it, it was interesting because Riz, it was it was combination light in the moment, but I think there was a certain element of protest in that, too. Right. Kind of like, well, <laughs> yeah. if we got to play every hour, every day, we might as well stay in uniform. Right. So I think, I, think, I think it was a double-edged thing where he kind of made his point, uh, but also had some fun with it. You know, uh, last night there you're watching Jaime Garcia and Jorge De La Rosa finish a game on September 14th when you're struggling to hold on to a lead in the division. Just insane, right? Uh, tell me your thoughts, though, on Garcia mowing down 3, 4, and 5, including that strikeout of, of Suarez. That was unbelievable. I mean, is it possible you catch a little something with Garcia here? Uh, yeah, well, he certainly had the heavy lifting to do of the two, right? I mean, yeah. De La Rosa had the ninth, which also, you know, brings its own, uh, level of stress. But in terms of the, the hitters they had to face, Garcia had a, a tougher stretch. Um, you know, when you look at his numbers in Toronto, uh, not good. He lost his rotation spot. They moved him to the bullpen, but his left right splits were really good. And I think that's why they signed him so he could get some tough left handed hitters out in a big situation. Now his profile might have to change a little bit because of, you know, injuries and workload and things like that. Uh, so it may be that he's, he's not just a lefty specialist, but he was the right guy for the job, you know, given who they had coming up. Um, you know, he's, he's got pedigree. He's been around. Um, yeah, they might catch lightning in a bottle there. They, they, you know, they did with Chavez. They did with De La Rosa. So why not with uh, Garcia? Yeah, maybe a sample size. I'm, I'm not going every night, that's for sure. Jim Deshays of Cub TV does such a great job analyzing the games along with Len Casper, all your Cub games. 
with these two great guys. Jim, uh, when you, you look at Ian Happ and what he'd uh, been through, uh, second half, three homers, hitting 187. Lots of pundits, uh, people like myself, sitting up there talking to David Schuster, the other reporters going, uh, why is this guy out there? Okay. And, uh, you know, again, had an up and down year, certainly not the season he had last year. Comes up huge yesterday with one of the bigger homers of the season to uh, catapult them to a win instead of a loss. Um, how, do, how do you look at Happ and how do you look at uh, his development and what he's been through? Well, you know, I, I think ultimately he's going to be a really good player. Uh, he's obviously had peaks and valleys um, and, and more valleys of late for sure. Um, you know, he's a talented offensive player, a good athlete. Uh, I'm still bullish on his future. Um, you know, I, th- I think if Jason Hayward's healthy, his, his opportunities would have been diminished greatly sure. right now. Because I think, you know, the next thing Joe's going to look at, I think, is, is as long as the leg holds up, it's, you know, Hayward in center a lot, Brian in left and Zilber in right. That might be our best configuration once Jason's back. Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, if you're Joe Matton writing out that lineup card every day, it's not like he has a number of great no. options. Gonna continue, no, you know, going to continue to try to mix in Ian and Albert and, you know, find uh, favorable matchups. You know, Hap's the kind of guy, if he gets on a roll, you know, he might be able to do some damage. There's a lot of thunder in that bat. Um, so, you know, I know he's working hard to, you know, try to stay a little a little better on planes, to, you know, step through the ball, get on top of some of those high fastballs that he tends to swing under and pop up or swing and miss. Uh, you can see it in his body language and his eyes sometimes. He's caught in between where he, he's trying to guess along with the pitcher and he's been guessing wrong a lot and right. taking all third strikes. So, you know, I'm not a hidden guy. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, but, you know, my two cents would be <clears throat> be less thoughtful and just more aggressive. Just go just find the baseball, attack it with the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really smart guy, and he, I think he has a smart approach. Um, so hopefully he figures it out. But, it's yeah, it's – you know, and it's not just Ian, obviously, up and down the lineup. There, no, no, there are a lot of guys scuffling. Last well, three weeks have been a, a major struggle. Yeah, I mean, Almora's had an unbelievably rough time. Addison Russell is really just a defensive replacement these days. Wilson Contreras has been just, it, it's a horrific line. And then you look at him up there, I don't know where the power is. He's bunting, trying to get on. and Candidate it, for a milk carton. Uh, my, my goodness. <laughs> and then and then here's the one that, that drives me crazy, J.D. And, and Bruce, is that the last eight games, Daniel Murphy has three hits and 30 oh, plate wait, appearances. He's just, he's just an older player with a broken down body that needs a couple of days off. Unfortunately, Can't Jim, to him, I guess. Uh, don't. Don't have that luxury right now. Obviously, he'll probably be off today against a lefty. Yeah, and 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 I think you know Murphy was so good when we first got him. Maybe we got a little spoiled. Thought he was just gonna, you know, get three hits every game. Um, but I think you're right. I think a day off or two would, would serve him well. Um, the other part about it is he's such an accomplished hitter. When a guy going through a funk like this, you just have to assume there's there's a hot streak right around the corner. And and Murphy is that good, and and there probably there probably is. Uh, uh, Javi Baez last night with the instinctive play, I was just shocked uh, to go home. I liked the one where Baez threw to third base on the non-double play, and like and instead of throwing to first, he throws to third and almost got the guy just rounding third. That was the idea, right? It's just it, every day I see something from him that I wouldn't expect. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 a play you see a, a fair bit. Uh, the thing I liked about Javi. A lot of times what a guy will do when he knows there's no double play to be made at first, he'll turn and he'll look at third and he'll kind of read it and then make a throw. 
and by that time it's usually too late. So he just went ahead and threw the ball over there, yeah. hoping he'd catch Votto, and you know, just one step past the bag. And the funny thing about it is Votto's peeking back over his shoulder and almost didn't get to the bag in the first place. Um, but yeah, Javi, his, his instincts are off the charts. He's always making plays that you know wow you. Uh, so much fun to watch. And you know, conversely, the, the throw home. Suarez is running down the third baseline, looking back over his shoulder, yeah. instead of just selling out, Co- and busting co- it down the line. Cost him being safe, Jim. In closing, yeah. in closing with you and Matt and I, really appreciate your time as always. Um, when when you look at you know the, the Chicago Cubs right now, and you know they're not a home run hitting team, you know they're not a fast team that can score runs. Um, is it a surprise to you? Uh, even when they're healthy, that uh, they might struggle to score runs because of the fact that they don't have team speed, they don't have team home run power. They have home run hitters, but they're not hitting home runs this year. Um, should people be shocked that it's uh, difficult to score runs on a nightly basis? Um, well, it, it, it's just the thing that's hard to, to rectify is the fact that they are, you know, all year long they've been at the top of the league in terms of runs per game. Right. But, but they've come in fits and starts, right? They've had a lot of blowout games. They just haven't had that consistent four or five runs every night, um, and, and that's what's lacking. Uh, you know, the team speed, they don't steal a lot of bases, but they go first to third really well. They take extra bases. Yeah, unless they're um, thrown it, out. Yeah, but, I, you know, I think overall they're a, a good base running club. The, um, the, the thing that's interesting is that you know, all year long the narrative has been put the ball in play, uh, move the baseball, cut down on strikeouts. Right. Don't worry about the home runs. And it, I don't, you know, so now they're, they're not hitting home runs, and, and they're not generating a lot of offense. So I, I don't know what the answer. Is. I don't, you, you can't just flip the switch here. Okay, guys, now we're going to use our home run right. offense. Um, <laughs> you so, know, I mean, the point you, know, you make is that you know they're top of the league all year in runs, in RBIs, and on base percentage. Uh, the slugging and home runs, which they wanted to get away from a little bit, as you mentioned, and and very astutely mentioned, now they are and they're going, hmm, maybe do, do we really want to do that in the future? Or uh, is the launch angle maybe something more that we want to continue to investigate? Right. You know, is, there, is there a way to create more slugging? Or, or is it an outlier where you've got a bunch of guys uh, with pretty good resumes and you project to be good offensive players going forward and you just have a bunch of them having down years? I mean, right. that's... That's possible, too. Player development at the big league level. Jim, Matt, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, Keep doing the great work with uh, Lenny, and we'll see you out at the ballpark. Always good to be in the clubhouse. Take care, fellas. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Jim Deshays, gentleman, and an outstanding – I don't think he gets quite enough uh, plaudits and kudos for uh, the job that he does uh, because they have a different broadcast. It's an interesting broadcast. They have a lot of give and take on different things other than just the broadcast itself. They're asking questions. I, right. I love they talk baseball. They're, they're two very smart right. they're, and they're, curious guys. They're doing a baseball talk show, but I don't think he gets quite the credit for his baseball acumen that he deserves. Mm. I love him admitting, look, I'm not a hitting guy. I can't tell you exactly what's going on with the front leg of of one of these guys. But Wilson Contreras and the milk carton, as you said, I mean, what is it that we've come to a point where we're kind of happy seeing Victor Caratini out there over Contreras? What the hell has happened? uh, Unfortunately, we're not the only ones, Matt. It's Mm -hmm. It's not our fandom. It's not our impatience. 
it's about results, and they just haven't been there, especially offensively. It's inside the clubhouse on 670 The Score. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. Steve Ciszek, top of the hour. Marty Brenneman of the Reds broadcast team next hour on 670 The Score. The Chicago Blackhawks hit the ice on the United Center this fall with an exciting original six matchup as they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Sunday, October 7th. Great seats are still available for the home opener and all season long. Come see Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and Brent Seabrook skate with rising stars like Alex to bring it and Nick Schmaltz. Visit ChicagoBlackhawks.com. Pick out your favorite games and purchase tickets to see your Blackhawks play now. Matt Spiegel along with Bruce Levine on Inside and, the Clubhouse. And Matt, uh, you will find out that the uh, callers here on this show uh, bring a lot. Uh, they help you and I out uh, every Saturday thinking a little bit past of what we bring to the party. They're, they're part of the party themselves. This is Greg in Tinley Park on 670 The Score. What do you say, Greg? Hey, guys. A couple things. The bullpen, bullpen by committee, Madden's a a genius. Uh, What do you think the deal is with Morrow? Can he be in that rotation and maybe do closing once every, you know, three or four days, depending on what his arm feels like? That's one, one question. The other one I have is, what do you what do you actually think of Edward? Every time I see him, he can't find a plate until Hickey comes out and talks to him. Well, let's see. Carl Edwards is a uh, is a conundrum and enigma, and I'm I, I've moved past the maybe he can help us place. I or you know from the Cubs perspective, yeah. I'm Joe, du- I'm Joe done. has not. Joe has not. No, he keeps Joe, saying he's even said last night that again, they need Carl I, if to be good and to be a part of things. He keeps saying it over and over again. If we're going to continue on. We're going to win. We need Carl to be a part of it. Uh, I think part of that is a, a psychological a psychological push, yes. Matt. The idea that, hey, Carl, um, we're going to keep coming to you. You're There's no reason why you can't be the man for us, and uh, we're not backing away from it. So get ready every day. Put your big boy pants on and be ready to go because even if you walk somebody tonight, I'm coming back to you tomorrow. I so know, I, I hope that is well, purely be, psychological well, on Madden's be, part, because, but he keeps throwing him out there. Matt, because of the fact that he knows the stuff is beyond what most guys he has in the bullpen, and he really wants that, and he needs it, and he's seen, he has seen him do it and perform and be dominant, and that's where he wants him to go back to. As far as where his head's at, my concern was the other night uh, he throws a wild pitch when he comes in, the tying run or go-ahead run scores. But the the worst part of that was he didn't seem to have a sense of what the situation was. He didn't run down to home plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he was going to have a play or not, uh, your, head, and get your head's not in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he, he, sometimes he doesn't know exactly what the problem is. When he talks about it, he said it's kind of like a guy who talks for a living who searches for a word. Or I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Morrow, very quickly, sim game today. They're hoping he can come back and be a contributor. We don't know um, quite much yet. All right, uh, so simulated game for Morrow, and they are hoping he can come back. I saw him say that even if he does come back, he can't go two days in a row. He p- punched it at about 90-plus the last three or four pitches in his side session the other day. So let's see what he can do in this uh, sim game today. It's an important part of the process, not only today, but recovery mode tomorrow. Got some questions for Steve Ciszek about that Cubs bullpen and what it's like to be a part of it right now and and how his season is uh, progressing as the Cubs are, are, are on the precipice here. But maybe everything's fine.
Maybe everything's fine. No, that's no fun. <laughs> 312-644-6767. That's our number four inside the clubhouse. He's Matt Spiegel. Bruce Levine will be back with Steve Ciszek. Craig, George, Mike, Jim, you hang on. We'll get to you at a certain point. But uh, for Ultimate Baseball Talk, Chicago Cubs, White Sox, everything baseball, it's right here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.